Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. This is the second day that I'm teaching on Matthew chapter 24 and 25 and still doing the introduction. Our introduction is going to come from Daniel chapter 9, describing Daniel's 70 weeks. You ready for this? Let's go to the Word of God and have a great time together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and something to take notes with and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. I want you to turn with me to 2 Chronicles for just a moment. Uh, we're going to take a look at chapter 36, so turn there, 2 Chronicles 36. While you're finding that, we are on the subject of Matthew 24 and Matthew 25. We're going to take this up verse by verse, but I have to lay a foundation for you so that you'll understand it. And yesterday I got into Daniel 70 weeks. So uh, we'll be take. I'll, I'll go back and hit that again, but I'm going to go back and take the backdoor approach to this and read you what 2 Chronicles has to say in chapter 36, and that is this is that the reason Israel went into captivity for 70 years in Babylon was because for 490 years, they didn't let the land rest. But that was just the beginning of it. In the beginning, they decided, well, we're not going to, you know, we're going to plant on that piece of property. I don't care if the Lord says every seven years, let the land rest. We're going to go ahead and do it. And we're going to plant on it because they were just greedy is what happened was they wanted the profits of it. Instead of the goodness of the land, the returning of the soil back to the, the type of soil, again, fertile soil that would produce good crops, the elements just kept getting depleted out of it and depleted out of it. They didn't have the fertilizers we have today. And so uh, from there, it began to get worse and worse. And by the time they went into captivity, it had gone from simple not letting the land rest, to literally offering their children to idols, worshiping Baal in the groves on the mountains around Israel, and uh, throwing their children in the fires of Molech. I mean, and prostitution and sex on these mountains. I mean, just, just incredibly crazy stuff going on among God's people. And uh, so the Lord simply, uh, when what the Lord did was he simply removed all restraints and the king of the Chaldeans came in. I mean, the, the they came, they were carried off into captivity in Babylon for 70 years. The reason why was for 490 years, they didn't let the land rest every seven years and they owed back the land 70 years. And this is why they were in captivity for 70 years, so the land could rest. And God actually made it to where anybody who tried to settle there, Bedouins tried their best to settle in Israel during that time, but the ground wouldn't produce. God made sure that the only ones that could be there and cause that ground to produce was the Jews themselves, but they, God had to get this stuff sweated out of them. And so God removed all restraints. And the king of the Chaldeans came in and slew the, the children. Well, let's get into it. It's here in 2 Chronicles chapter 37. We're going to read verses 14 through 21. And here is a prophecy in Chronicles of what would happen to the Jews later on. And it says in verse 14, moreover, all the chief priests and the people transgressed much after all the abominations of the heathen. And they polluted the house of, this is the Jews. They polluted the house of the Lord, which he had hallowed in Jerusalem. The Lord God of their fathers sent to them his messengers. That's uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, the prophets of the Old Testament rising up at certain times and sending because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. Notice the, if the purpose of prophecy is the nation of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. Verse 16, but they mocked the messengers of God, despised their words, misused the prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose up against his people to where there was no remedy. 
Therefore, he brought to them the king of the Chaldeans who slew their young men. They were killed inside of the temple of the Lord and even the sanctuary. The, the young people were being killed there by the Chaldeans and had no compassion on young men or maidens, old men, he that were stooped over for age. He gave them all into their hand and all the vessels of the Lord in the house of God, great and small, the treasures of the house of the Lord, the treasures of the king and of his princes, all these they brought to Babylon. And they burned the house of God and broke down the walls of Jerusalem and burned burned all the places in it with fire, destroyed all the valuable vessels of it. And those who had escaped from the sword, he carried away to Babylon, where they were slaves to him and his sons until the reign of the kingdom of Persia to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land has enjoyed her Sabbaths. There it is. After 70 years of not planting on it, the land got back its Sabbaths for 490 years. They were supposed to let the land rest every seven years and they owed back the land 70 years. That's why they went into captivity. For as long as she lay desolate, she kept her Sabbath to fulfill 70 years. This is also found in Leviticus chapter 26, verses 32 through verse 35 saying the same thing here as is told us here in the book of Second Chronicles. Now, I want you to go back with me to Daniel chapter 9, because now we're going to find out that during these 70 years of being in captivity, we know, we know why they were there. But even the children of Israel, the new generation that was formed during those 70 years, didn't know this. And so uh, Daniel began to pray to the Lord, what's going to happen when we get out of here? Because Daniel found the scrolls of Jeremiah. That's back in verses 1 and 2 of this chapter. And in finding that, he now realized we were here for 70 years, but he prayed, what's going to happen when we get out of here? And so the Lord showed him three time periods. Let me give you what those three time periods are. Those three time periods are found in Daniel chapter 9 in verses 25 and 26. God lays these things out. And then in verse 27, he's going to bring out another. What God said was this. He said 490 years, 70 weeks, 70 groups of seven years. And so he says, for 490 years, you were 490 years before captivity. You're in captivity for 70 years to pay back the land, but I'm going to give you 490 more years after this. He said, where the first one brought you into captivity here, the next one's going to bring you to the coming of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. From the time that this decree goes out, it's going to be 490 years. At the end of 490 years, what's going to happen is Israel and Jerusalem and my people will enter into the time period. It's been prophesied through throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, a thousand years of his reign on the earth. And then after that, the eternities of eternities, Jesus Christ ruling and reigning from heaven on the earth. We rule and reign with him forever and forever. Here's how the 70 weeks or the 490 years are broken down. And he said, 490 years are determined on your people. God simply took and lifted out of time 490 90 years and then cut them up into three sections. He made two cuts into it and with three sections were left. The first is seven weeks or 49 years, and that's how long it will take to rebuild the city and the temple. Next of all is city is 62 weeks. That's 434 years. And this was Israel's golden years. The second segment of those 490 years lasted 434 years to where literally the blessings of Deuteronomy 28 came to pass. Bless coming in, bless going out above, not beneath uh, the, the, the head, not the tail. I mean, they were so blessed. They became the banking nation of the world. They were the, the most wealthy nation on the face of the earth. This was Israel's golden years. But by the time that these 49 years plus 434 years or the uh, seven, year, uh, seven weeks plus 62 weeks, 69 weeks, by the time this all came down, Israel was not serving idols, which they said they never would, but they were serving the law. The law became their 
God, and the law was never designed to be a God. The law was designed to be their schoolmaster, to teach them about Jesus. Once they came to Jesus and received him, then the, the schoolmaster was done away with. And the law was not of no use to them because they fulfilled it by being saved. They fulfilled it by becoming believers. And so this is, listen, salvation has been the same throughout the entire word of God. Faith before the law, faith during the law, faith after the law, it's always been by faith. Never has anyone ever been saved by keeping the law. By the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified. At the end of Daniel's 69th week, after seven plus 62, at the end of 483 years, it says in verse 25 and verse 26, Messiah will be cut off. Jesus went to the cross. It says, but not for himself. And that means he didn't die because he had sinned. No, he died for our sins, our transgressions. He didn't go to the cross for himself. And on the, on the cross, Jesus Christ was crucified at the very end of Daniel's 69th week. Can you imagine why that? Why after that, when he rose from the dead, the disciples were always going, when's the kingdom coming? When's the kingdom? Can I sit on your right hand? Can I sit on your left hand? As far as they were concerned, knowing this prophecy, the millennial reign of Jesus Christ was only seven years away and they were so excited. And Jesus simply told them, it's not for you to know the times of the seasons. And here's what happened. Again, I started this yesterday. Let me get back to it right here. Whenever the decree was given, because it says these 490 years will not begin until the decree is given, and that was given by King Artaxerxes. And so uh, God, the moment that decree was given, God picked up a stopwatch and started it, okay? And begin to tick. And at the end of seven weeks, 49 years, the city was rebuilt, the temple was rebuilt, and Israel was ready to launch forth. The next 62 weeks after that are 434 years of Israel's golden years. Again, this thing just kept ticking, went past. When God hit it, 49 years later, the seven weeks were completed, the city was rebuilt, the temple, the streets, everything had been done, and the city was now ready to launch out, and it just kept right on going. And entering the eighth week, the ninth week, keep going on. And after 62 weeks or 434 years, Jesus went to the cross. And on the cross, when Jesus said, it is finished, referring to the law, everything up until that time, the Old Testament, everything up until that point, the moment he died, God reached over and grabbed that stopwatch and stopped it. It still has seven more years to go. It has one more week to go. One week of the Daniel 70 weeks are still yet have been fulfilled. 69 weeks have been fulfilled. There's still one week left to go. And God took that stopwatch and laid it off to the side. And 50 days later, he picked up another stopwatch called the church. When Jesus Christ arose from the earth and went into heaven, set the right hand of the Father, the moment he sat down and the Holy Spirit descended on the earth, the church age began and God went and started it. And it's been going for 2,000 years. 2,000 years has been going on, going on, going on, and the church is here. And during this time, here's what's happened. During the time of Israel, up until the time when Jesus went to the cross, Israel, the Jewish nation, was the custodians of two things. Number one, the gospel, and number two, the word of God. They fulfilled the great commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Number two was teach them the word of God, and this is what they were to do, and they did it successfully. We find it throughout the word of God. Isaiah said in Isaiah 52, in verse seven, he says, how lovely on the mountains are the feet of them that bring glad tidings. Glad tidings is the Hebrew word for good news, the gospel. What has we been given? In chapter six, 
of the book of Ephesians, we've been shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace is exactly what they were given in the Old Testament, except God took the shoes off them and gave it to the church. God took the great commission from Israel and gave it to the church. And what did Jesus say? Just before he left, go into all the world and preach the gospel and also make disciples of all nations, get them saved and teach them the word of God. The church became the custodians of the word of God and of the gospel. But when the church is taken out, we know it's coming soon. No specific time is given like it was with Jesus going to the cross for Daniel's 490 years or Daniel's 70 weeks. But the moment the church is gone, God's gonna lay down that stopwatch, reach over here and grab that Israel watch again, the Jewish watch of the 490 years, and which has ticked off 483 years. The moment Jesus Christ comes back and takes the church out of here, the whole earth shifts back to Jewish time for seven more years and God will go and tick off the last seven years of Jewish time. That's what you had to come. The church is living today between Daniel's 69th week and Daniel's 70th week. When God carved this out, he carved out seven weeks plus 62 weeks and then stopped at that point. And there's still seven more years left to be fulfilled. That's why the time of the tribulation is called the time of Daniel's troubles, the time Daniel's 70th week. And at that time, the church again will be gone and God will deal with this earth and there'll be a great revival going on. This is yet to come. Again, this is Daniel's 70th week, seven weeks, 62 weeks, and then one week. The one week is yet to come. We'll take this up as soon as we come back from the break. Understanding the end times, one of the most incredible and fascinating doctrines in the word of God will bring us comfort for the days in which we live. The Bible says we are to encourage and exhort one another with the knowledge of Jesus returning for his saints. In Understanding the End Times, Pastor Bob Yandian provides a thorough and exciting study to give you more revelation of these times in which we live. Topics include the seven dispensations, the dispensation of the mystery, the rapture of the church, the judgment seat of Christ, Daniel's 70 weeks, the Temple Discourse, the Tribulation, the Second Coming, the Millennial Reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. To order Understanding the End Times, visit bobyandian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. 
If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. Here's what's going to happen during that 70th week. It's described in Daniel again at these opening verses that we started with, uh, the broadcast with actually. And here's what's going to happen during the 70th week. And he, that is Antichrist, will confirm the covenant with many, that's with the Jewish nation, for one week. This is the last week of Daniel. Between Daniel's 69th week and Daniel's 70th week, we've had 2,000 years of the church age. In essence, God just stopped Jewish time and started the church time, the time period of grace and the time we're living in today. But as soon as the church is removed, as dramatically as the Holy Spirit was given to start the church age, the church is removed that dramatically off the earth and the earth will pick up right where it left off. The whole earth will pick up. Let's just talk about it for just a minute. What was occurring at the time Jesus went to the cross? Israel was under Roman control. The Romans control them. And so during that time period, that's what happened. What's gonna happen as soon as the church is taken out? Jerusalem and Israel will enter into a covenant with Antichrist, who is the ruler of the revived Roman Empire for seven more years. It's like we pick up right where we left off. And so at that time period, Israel again was the, was the one God was dealing with. After that, Israel was dispersed. But during this time period, we're seeing right now, they're coming back to that nation. And when the church is taken out of here, God will shift over. Because at the time that Jesus went to the cross, Israel was the custodians of the word of God and also the custodians of the gospel. But all that was given to the church on the day of Pentecost. When we're gone, God's going to give it back to them. Here's what Romans chapter 11 and verse 25 says. I would not have you ignorant this mystery, how that for the present time, Israel is partially blinded until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. When will the times of the Gentiles or the church age be fulfilled? At the rapture of the church. And then the gospel will be given back to them. They'll be, again, the custodians of the word of God. They will be the bearers of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But until that time, partial blindness has happened to them. And God simply took what was indebted to them and given to them and gave it to the church. But when the church is gone, God's going to give it back to Israel because the whole earth will shift back to Jewish time for seven more years. It's impossible for the church to be here. The whole earth shifts back to Jewish time and fulfills Daniel's 70th week of which the entire viewing of the earth will go back to Israel, the nation of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. This is yet to come. So when that happens, what happens? The moment the church is gone, there will be no believers on the earth. For that split second, Antichrist will then be, who's been in hiding, will come out and present himself because what? There'll be no resistance. If one Christian is here, he could not possibly show himself because one Christian is stronger than the, than the whole of Satan's empire. But it comes back to this, the moment the church is gone, Antichrist will present himself. And the next thing that happens is 144,000 Jews receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. 12,000 out of each of the 12 tribes. 144,000 Jews immediately receive Jesus. Why? Because the partial blindness is lifted off of them. And all of this emphasis goes back and Jewish nation, Israel and Jerusalem and the Jewish people that are born again will now become the evangelists of the world and do what the church has been doing for 2,000 years and what they were supposed to be doing back in the Old Testament, which they had partial time of greatness, partial times of obedience, like, you know, taking the gospel to Nineveh. Jonah did that. 
He didn't preach the law when he went there because the law is not the means of salvation. He just preached repentance. So where did he learn that from? The law? The law was his schoolmaster to bring him to Christ. That's the whole purpose of the law. The law was set right beside grace and the law taught you about grace, but the law couldn't do anything except point you to the answer. And they kept pointing the answer. The law pointed to themselves as the problem, but then the sacrifices pointed to Jesus as the answer. And so that's what they, and so that happened. But by the time it got to Jesus, no, the law became their idol. It became their form of worship and they worshiped the law and not the giver of the law. So when Jesus Christ came, he fulfilled the law, went to the cross, died for us. And the moment he died, Jewish time suddenly halted. It still had seven more years to go, but it halted. And partial blindness came over that nation of Israel. God switched over to the church and in what was entrusted to Israel is now entrusted to the church. And for 2000 years, the church has been the custodians of the gospel and also the word of God. But the moment the church is taken out, that's given back to Israel and partial blindness will be lifted off of them. And they start, as soon as the tribulation begins, they start evangelizing the world. Then their converts evangelize the world. Angels actually come during the tribulation and help preach the gospel, which they did in the Old Testament. They came and presented me, to, and during the church age, they don't do that, but they did it back in the Old Testament. Because why? The Old Testament, basically, as far as the time is concerned, not, not the laws, not the sacrifices, not the purpose of the temple, although there'll be a temple, it'll be useless because the means of salvation will never change. And so during that time again, the Jewish nation will be preaching, their converts will be preaching, angels will be preaching, and two witnesses will come back. Two Old Testament heroes will come back and they'll receive natural bodies on this earth for seven years, be killed at the end of that time, and then given resurrection bodies like everyone else. So again, we have that. And uh, so right now we're living close to the end of the church age. And listen, it won't be long before the church will be taken out. God will pick up that stopwatch again and hit it and they'll tick off the last seven years of Jewish time. After that, he'll throw the watches away. Jesus will come back and rule forever and forever. The millennium will just be the first thousand years of it. So we have it here again, these verses of scripture. And again, those time periods are laid out for us. Let's talk about it again. Three time periods, seven weeks, that's 49 years to rebuild the city and the temple. Next of all, after that 62 weeks or 434 years of Israel's golden years. But the end of that 69th week, 483 years, the seven plus the 62 weeks, at the end of 483 years, Messiah is cut off. And then verse 27 of Daniel chapter, Chapter 9 tells us an overall view of the tribulation. It lasts one week, seven years. Antichrist, the tribulation, Antichrist will rule from the throne during the second half of the tribulation from Jerusalem, and it's going to end. And when it ends is when Jesus Christ comes back and at the end of that particular set of verses that he will cleanse the temple, he'll sit on the throne and he will rule forever and forever. And the whole city will be cleansed. The entire earth will be cleansed. On that day when Jesus Christ comes back at the battle of Armageddon and ends up sitting on the throne in Jerusalem, what's gonna happen is Satan will be taken off the earth Fallen angels will be taken off the earth. Demons will be taken off the earth. Religion will be taken off of the earth. All sinners will be removed. Antichrist, the false prophet, the beast, all these things will be removed off the earth. All sinners will be removed. And then the curse that's on the earth that came at the time of Adam will even be removed. And the lion will lay down with the lamb and uh, children can pick up poisonous snakes because they won't be poisonous anymore. And that curse will be removed off the earth and we will enter in the first thousand years of the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's talk about it again. 
that 69th week ending. Jesus at that time began to point to the coming of the church. He didn't teach on the church, just pointed to its coming. And so the 69th week ended with Jesus going to the cross. And when Jesus Christ died on the cross, bam, that 69th week ended. And it says there in that prophecy that uh, Jesus Christ would go to the cross, but not for himself. This is prophesied in the Old Testament of Jesus going to the cross and Psalm 22 deals with it. Isaiah 53 deals with it. The church age, the age of grace, the mystery has been inserted. The church age is also called the mystery, unknown in the Old Testament, revealed in the new. So the church age or the age of grace or this mystery has been inserted between Daniel 69th and Daniel 70th week. When Jesus went to the cross, God just entered in and pulled that 69th week of which 69 weeks had gone before it. And he just simply took the 70th week and pushed it off and inserted between there the church age. Unknown in the Old Testament, called the mystery, and introduced it. That's why that when the disciples stood there before Jesus went into heaven, they said, are you at this time gonna restore the, the greatness back to Israel again? And Jesus said, it's not up to you to know the times or the seasons which are in my Father's hands. Let's talk about Daniel's 70th week because this will be the subject as in the next broadcast, we get into Matthew chapter 24 and 25. It all revolves around Daniel's 70th week. Daniel's uh, chapter nine, verse 27. Daniel's 70th week is another name for the tribulation. It's a one week, seven year period of time. The tribulation is the end of the Jewish age. The Jewish age is has come to a screeching halt, but it's not over. It's like seeing a stop sign down the road and you stop you know, about two or three driveways before you get to it, you just stop and look at it. That's what happened when Jesus went to the cross. As soon as Jesus died on the cross, God just hit the brakes and Jewish time came to a screeching halt seven years away from its goal. It hasn't got there yet. So the tribulation will last for seven years or one week and that's the length it will be in years. Then Antichrist, the, the evil prince that will come, will make a covenant with Israel for seven years. And that's where, again, what happened when Jesus was here and Jesus went to the cross. At that time, Israel was under Jewish control. And when Jesus comes back, it's gonna pick up right where it left off and Israel will go back under Jewish control for seven more years. Antichrist will come and make a covenant with Israel for seven years. And because Antichrist, the prince that will come, is the head of the revived Roman Empire, Israel will move back under it. We pick up right where we left off. The Antichrist or that prince that will come will make a covenant with Israel for seven years. And in the midst of the seven years, three and a half years into it, he's gonna reveal himself as a man of fury. In the first half, he presents himself to the entire world as a man of peace, able to settle the worst conflicts and with confusion all over the earth. He's the one man that seemingly can come back and change it all. But in the middle of the week, the Bible says he pulls that glove off and reveals a hand of iron underneath it. He will reveal himself in fury in the middle of those seven years until that for three and a half, the last three and a half years, he's gonna break the covenant with Israel, break that treaty, and then start killing Jews as fast as possible as Satan's emissary in this earth so that Satan and, and Antichrist can rule from the throne in Jerusalem. If they can pull this off, then Jesus can't rule there. Antichrist will rule there. If Jesus can't rule there, prophecy isn't true. God is found to be a liar and Satan can take over as the God of this world. He's tried and tried and tried, but you know what? Just like every time he's tried and failed, this time will come to a miserable failure as he is literally destroyed by Jesus Christ who comes back on that day, opens up his mouth and out will come a sharp two-edged sword and destroy the nations coming against him. In that battle, the church who is coming back with Jesus will not fight with him. 
We won't fight with Antichrist. We won't fight with Satan or the world system. Jesus will handle that. We will just watch as we're coming back on white horses, Revelation 19, and watch what Jesus does. And he alone will fight this battle. One man will defeat all the armies of the earth, including Satan, Antichrist, the false prophet, all the system that's in this earth, he will destroy with the word of his mouth. And so again, that's where we have it. Daniel also before this time, in chapter seven, we've been talking about Daniel nine. Daniel chapter seven, Daniel had a vision of the tribulation and gives it there. And from that, when we come back, we'll take up Matthew 24, we'll lead up to it with Jesus' introduction to it in Matthew 21, 22, and 23. So until that time, good to see you. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow and take up right where this left off. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.